Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Lift your hands to heaven. Blessed be God Almighty who created the heavens and the earth. John chapter 2. We've been talking on getting ready for the year. That God has said all things are ready. John chapter 2 from verse 1. The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Canaan in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told them, they have no more wine. Verse 4, dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not come. My time has not come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing by, there were six stone jars, water jars, used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, Fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, Now dip some out and take it to the master of the ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water, that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine, uh, the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had lots to drink he brings out the less expensive wine but you have kept the best until now you have kept the best until now god has an ultimate plan the bible says in john 10 10 that i have come the thief comes to steal to kill to destroy but i have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly so god has an ultimate plan he has a plan. He has said, Jesus' mother went to him and said, they, they don't have any wine. He said, my time has not come. My time has not come. But God had an ultimate plan. And when the time came, the water became wine. Turn to um, 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. God has an ultimate plan. Elisha replied, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says, by this time tomorrow in the market of Samaria, six quarts of, of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't, this, that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen but with your own eyes but you won't be able to eat it any of it God has a plan before you arrive God had made a provision before you get there God has set things in place he has set things in order Jesus knew that he would get to Canaan in Galilee in that wedding and they'll be out of wine so his mother also knew what Jesus could do so she went to him and said they're out of wine but Jesus knowing what he could do knowing his time and said my time has not come. So every provision 
is there before you arrive. Every provision is there. God doesn't get into our our space and then realizes that there's something we're missing. There's some no, he already knows. So he's gone ahead, you and I, to make the provision. So every challenge has been factored in. Jesus knows what we're going through. And as long as we make him the center, as long as we make him the center of attraction, um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship created in Christ Jesus born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined planned beforehand for us taking parts which he prepared ahead of time so God doesn't get into the future and be shocked or surprised he's not alarmed he's not surprised about the things that we meet in the future that we should walk in them, living the good life which he pre-arranged and made ready for us to live. So he has made everything ready. He has pre-arranged it. He has put it together. So the first point I need you to understand here as we talk on this is that God is intentional. He's intentional. He's, he's not making a mistake. He's not, he doesn't have afterthought. He doesn't rethink a plan. He doesn't rethink an idea. He's not capable of afterthought. He's intentional. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning. When they went to Jesus and said to him, and Jesus told the servants, he said, take water from here and put it inside the jar. God is, is intentional, very intentional. He doesn't if he asks you to do anything, there is a reason for it. And that reason at the end of the day is to cause you to be a blessing. That reason at the end of the day is to multiply you, to increase you, not to reduce you. It's intentional. So he has planned everything. He has prepared it ahead of time. I told us the other day that God sits in eternity. So he's at the beginning and he's at the end and he's everything in between so whatever he asks us to do in between you and i do well to follow because he knows everything that follows through so he's intentional he has prepared everything he has planned it beforehand the second thing is that god does not just want you to show up he wants you to partake he doesn't just want you to show up luke chapter 14 from verse 15 he said when one of those of the at the table with him heard him heard this he said to jesus blessed is the one who will eat of the feast in the kingdom of god blessed is not the one that shows up blessed is the one who will eat blessed is the one who will partake jesus was was was, was talking about the the um the the, the man who who called uh, uh um, who called a feast and said all things are ready and then this one said wow blessed is the one who will eat he didn't say blessed is the one who shows up it's the one that will take all things that are ready is the one that will embrace what Jesus has done is the one that will go out and say Lord you've, you've given me this and that and embrace it and do everything that the master asks so that he can receive the good life 
So God doesn't just want you to show up. He wants you to eat. He doesn't just want you to come to church and just have church. He wants you to he wants church to happen to you. He wants the church to happen to you. He wants he wants you to overflow with him. So it's not enough to say I go to so and so denomination or I attend so and so fellowship or I'm part of so and so group. No, it's not enough. What God wants is that he will come upon you and then his blessing and grace that comes upon you will cause you to be a blessing to people. So you don't just show up but you eat, you drink from him. You don't just show up but you partake. It's not enough to say that we are disciples of Jesus, but it's enough for people to look at us and call us Christians and say we look like Christ. So we have to eat. In the elevate service, I mentioned that your plain small does not serve humanity. And it, do, it definitely does not represent God. He wants you to go for more. To reach out for more. Luke chapter 14. From verse 22. It says, Sir, the servant said, What you ordered has been done. He said, But there is still room. There is still room. What you ordered has been done. But there is still room. So God wants more. He wants more. He wants us to reach out for more. Then the master told the servant, Go out to the roads and the country lanes. And compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. God longs for you to taste his goodness. He longs for you to, to enjoy his goodness. He longs for that to happen. He longs for you to taste his grace. He longs for you to enjoy and live in abundance. He longs for that to happen. But before that happens, there are instructions. The instructions. So Jesus' mother understood that and went to them and said, whatever I ask you to do, do it. It didn't make sense to take water and, and put water in a jar. What they were asking for, was it water? No. They were asking for wine. But the instruction that came that would produce wine was different. Sometimes when you go to God and you're asking God, I need you to show up in this area. I need you to show up in that area. What God might be asking you to do may be unrelated unrelated in the elevated service I was sharing with us how God told me go and walk with so and so person go and do this go and do that and in doing that thing what God intended showed up so what's most important is the instructions we get that's why I tell you all the time I'm not scared of anything the only thing that scares me is when I don't have instruction from God when I've not heard from God when I don't know what God is asking me to do that's the thing that scares me not the problems I'm going through no 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 they will come to pass but when I have the instruction and I'm following that instruction every day I will see the water turn to wine eventually because I'm following the instructions of God so when you go in the presence of God and say, Lord, you have made all things ready for me. How do I eat? How do I drink? How do I partake of these things? What God tells you is instructions. I needed to start doing this now. I told us in the elevator service that the future you desire can never come if there is nothing you are doing now towards the future. So God knows that this and this will happen to you in July. And then by January, he begins to tell you, I want you to do this for me one hour every day. I want you to do this for me two hours every day. I want you to do this for me once every week. And then you do it for two, three weeks. And then you say, it's not working. No, God understands that it will take effect in July. That's why he's asking you to do it now. Instructions. 
wants you to partake. Any instruction that God gives to you, the Bible says his commandments are not grievous. It's for our good. God will never ask you to eat grass. His commandments are not grievous. They're not grievous. He longs for you to taste his goodness. He's not just concerned that you showed up in church. He's not just concerned that you pray or fast or give. He wants you to partake of the abundant life that he has come to bring. So, that you came to church, that you gave, that you fasted, doesn't move God. What moves him is that in doing that thing, are you pulling from him? You know, we can fast and miss. We can give and miss. We can come to church and miss. We can even preach to people and miss. But if while we're doing it, we're doing it so that we can pull from grace, we can pull from Jesus, and Jesus becomes the center and the focus, then we're reaching heaven. We're touching God. And as we're touching heaven, we're blessing earth. As we're touching heaven, we're blessing earth. So God does not just want you to show up. He wants you to partake of the abundant life. And those things come by instruction. If you are here this morning and you're living your life without God's instruction, you're setting yourself up for a fall. God, God told me something very profound. Many, many, um, I think a year or two or so ago, I was concerned about how people were living. I was very concerned and I went to God and said, Lord, why is it that it appears that people who don't know you are, are the ones really making waves? Why? And it looks like people who serve you tend to feel like they're not, they're not getting it. God told me two things that changed my life. The first thing he said to me, he said, when I told Adam that you should not eat of this tree and then when you eat of it, you will die. He said, Adam ate and what happened? He lived 900 and something years. And then God told me the day he ate of it, he began to die. That because my life was so much on him, it took 900 years for the glory that was upon him to depreciate. So when you see people that don't know God, step into wealth, find out. At a point, they knew God. Then God brought them into wealth. And they felt they have arrived. And they left God. And that wealth and that glory was there. If it takes them 40 years, 50 years, it is that long it took for the glory to depreciate. So that somebody cursed God today and nothing happened to him tomorrow doesn't mean that he's gone scot-free. Somebody dared God today and nothing happened to him. No, it doesn't mean he's gone, gone scot-free. He's depreciating. He's depreciating. So you look at him and say, ah, this guy doesn't send God. Eh, he, he talks anyhow. Check his life. 10 years, 20 years down the line. And then the second thing the Lord told me. He said, the, the servant rides on a horse and then the prince is walking because the prince does not know that he's a prince yet. He says, the day the prince realizes that he's a prince, what happens? Power changes hands. Say, power changes hands. Those two things changed my life. So I realized that God had actually made everything ready. He's actually, and I, I have no reason, no business to envy anybody at all. I have no business doing that. Because the day I realized who I am in Christ Jesus, from that moment, I begin to walk in princehood. From that moment, everything begins to align so that I can walk as a prince. 
from that moment. So God wants to bring us to abundance life. Abundant life. He wants us to partake of that life. And then the third thing is that God wants to be your source. He wants to be your source. John chapter 2. Where we read from verse 1. said on the third day, a wedding took place at Canaan and Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and disciples had to be invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. He said, woman, why do you involve me? This is another translation. Jesus replied, my hour has not come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. So they've decided that God, in this case, God will be our source. In this case, we'll look up to God. In this case, he'll be our focus. There is an hour for the Lord to show up. While that hour is getting ready to manifest, there is something God wants you to do. There is an hour that the Lord will show up. But while that hour is yet to come, there is something God wants you to do and be doing. There is something he wants you to be doing. There's something he wants you to be doing. You know, God gave me an illustration of that, of that, of that water port. He said, he told them, he said, take water and put it into a jar. Let's go there. John, I need you to see it. John chapter 2. Okay, so Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. And how many jars were there? There were six jars. There were six jars. In, 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 Bible, in Bible theology, six is the number of man. Is the, they call it the number of man. The, the, on the sixth day, God created man. You know, they call it the number of man. Right? So he said they should fill the jars with water. So when the jars has been filled, he said, now dip some and take it out to the master. And God told me, he said, in scripture, water represents the word. And six represents the number of man. He said, when you take the word and feel the word inside you, when this time comes and you dip out, what comes out of you is miracle. He said, what comes out of you is miracle. He said, when you are filled with the word, he said, when the, when, don't, you, don't, you don't speak when you're not full. You keep drinking. You keep drinking. You keep hearing and keep hearing. Don't worry. Yeah, pastor, eh, I, it has not happened yet. Don't. You keep hearing. You keep hearing. You keep hearing. The word keeps entering. It keeps entering. It keeps entering the man. When it was full to the brim, they took it out. What came out at that time was wine. It's no longer. So the word of God that has entered you and filled you, by the time it is filled to the brim and you begin to speak it, the miracles begin to show up. The job begins to happen. The contract, the bills begin to happen. You have heard so much, you are filled and you stand up one day and say, no, it can't happen again. That time, it's overflowing. It's overflowing. So you allow yourself to be full. The Bible says when the clouds are full of rain, then they empty themselves. The clouds don't wait and say, okay, we have just 20% of rain. Let's just empty. No, they wait till they are full. When they are full of that rain, they empty themselves. So sometimes when I'm going through stuff, I don't immediately, prayer is not the first thing that I do. 
when I encounter a problem, it's really not the first thing I do. The first thing I do, I sit down. I check my heart and my spirit. How am I feeling inside? If I'm feeling worried or disturbed, I don't even pray. I just get, I study scriptures, read scriptures, listen to messages. Sometimes I'm there one week, two weeks. I'm not thinking about the problem. Let the problem be there. Three weeks, I'm there. Four weeks, I'm there. One month, I'm there. By the time I'm full, when I get a one word, that problem is gone. Because I'm full. But most times, we rush to speak. We rush to declare. We rush to prophesy. We rush to go and pray. No, 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 no. That's not the time. The problem has already happened. There's nothing you can do. But when you are full, you are full with the word. The word has entered you so much. You're full to the brim. When you are full to the brim, what happens? It spills. That's what happens. So at that point, you are full and saturated with God's word. And then you begin to declare. You begin to speak. At that time, what will come out is wine. There's no way at that point that water will come out. Everything in scripture, every instruction in scripture has a reason. When Jesus told them, fill it to the brim. If they have filled it halfway, they wouldn't have gotten the miracle. If they filled it quarter, they wouldn't have gotten the miracle. But he had to tell them, fill it to the brim. And then they filled it up to the brim. Glory to God. And then the miracle showed up. John chapter 6. From verse 1. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of the Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed the hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he said, Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Verse 6, he was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. He already knew what he was going to do. Your problems, your situations don't come to God as a surprise. He already knew what he was going to do. He already knew. Philip replied, even if we walked for months, I don't know what kind of reply is that. (laughs) Even if we walked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Left to me, that was a sarcastic response. He was like slying Jesus. Eh? Even if we work for months, we will not have money to feed them. And Andrew, Simon's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five loaves and two fishes. But what good is that with this huge crowd? To me, that wasn't, that was his, he was slying Jesus. I mean, you're asking to feed 5,000 people. And then you're telling me that there's a young boy's loaf here with two fishes. I mean, I don't understand. How does it relate? How does it relate? Jesus said in verse 10, tell everyone to sit down. <laughs> tell everyone to sit down. That's the first thing. You sit with Jesus. You sit with his word. You sit with it. You sit with it. You don't, he didn't tell them, ah, okay, all of you, go to your houses. Go and check how much you can bring from your houses. Who has bread? I know that. No, no, no. Just sit. Sit down. Sit down. Why? He already knows. So why is he asking you to sit? Because he wants to show you what he knows. 
want you to come up here. Come to where he is and see from where he's seeing. Just sit down. Sit down. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish and they all ate as much as they wanted. From not enough to more than enough because of the instruction. said, and after everyone was he always waits for, for that fullness, that abundance. That's what God does. He likes to bring us to overflow. He just doesn't give us and then that's it. No, he gives us to overflow. Why? So that we can be a blessing to other people. See, now gather the leftovers so that nothing was wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets. That's overflow. 12 baskets. Some people think that, ah, okay, the miracle that day was, was a heavy miracle. Because think about it. The guy had two fishes and five loaves. In fact, I don't understand that, that guy. How can his mother give him five loaves and two fish? Only him. Why? Maybe it's for his, for his family or, or something. Five loaves and two fishes or himself and his brothers or something like that. And then Simon just commandeered the thing. Andrew just commandeered the thing. Now imagine that. So the, the multiplication came. If the fish was fried or roasted or whatever it is or boiled, the same thing happened. I don't get it. The same thing happened. If it was fried fish, all of them had fried fish. How did he fry? How did he divine fry? <laughs> How did he fry? How did he fry? And the same thing happened to the bread. Everything was baked. It was not raw. How did he bake? How did he bake? So he already knows what he wants to do. So when he asks you to sit down, when he asks you to stay, he has a reason for that. You stay with the word. You stay with that instruction. And when you are full, you begin to empty yourself. When you are full, you begin to make declarations. And by the time you're making those declarations, you begin to see things come to pass. You begin to see things come to pass. You know, I, I say that whenever we read scriptures, the, 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 the Bible is not meant for us to remember when we read. Sorry, it's not meant for us to, yeah, to remember, to recall. It's actually meant for us to respond. So when you're going through stuff, you may not know the scripture to mention but you know what the scripture says and because you know what the scripture says you respond based on that you may not remember the scripture but you know what it says so you respond someone they asked a little girl some time ago um to to recite um some some 24 the lord is my shepherd and then she said the lord is my shepherd i don't want anything which is correct Lord is my shepherd. I don't want anything. I want only him. That's a response. So you, the devil will not come and tell you, ah, oh, no, 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 it's not, it's not I don't want anything. It's I shall not want. Uh -uh. That one is quoting. You can quote it head knowledge and you don't know jack. And it won't mean anything to you. But you may not quote any scripture. But you face with a situation and you just do, that is enough. The spirit realm will understand. 
that is enough. That is enough. In the spirit realm, they already understand your position because that is what they want to see, your position, where you stand in that situation. Not how many scriptures you know. Not how many you can quote. You may not remember, but when you are full of it and the situation comes to you, you stand your ground and they tell you, ah, like when he came to me on Wednesday and said, he was going to be fired. I just said to him, anybody that tries to fire you is fired. And I left. I'm sure he was expecting that this pastor was going to pray. I didn't even talk. I just sat down here after the service. I just thought anybody that's going to, that's trying to fire you will be fired. End of story. So with that, you st- I stand my ground. You stand knowing in whom you have believed. But you have to be full of it. Full of it to the point that there's nothing, no mistake. You may not know the scripture to quote. You may not know the verse to read. You may not remember it. But you know that the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want anything. You know that that's your position. And the moment you stand in that position, in the spirit realm, it is registered. They know that that's your position. And because they know that's your position, they leave you alone. Because they know that's the position you take, God has made everything ready. God has an ultimate plan ever before any of our challenges show up. Even when he asks us to do the impossible. Even when he asks for our opinion. And his plan is really not for us to have a bite. It's for us to have much. And not just we're having it and then we're keeping it. No. Is because so that we can be a blessing to others. That's why. That's why. The rich, the rich man that, 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 um, that came to Jesus and said to him, Ha, huh, I have this, I have that, I have that, I have that. And he says, Sell everything you have and give to the poor. Then come to my kingdom. And the Bible says he went away sad. Because he didn't realize that Jesus is not literally asking him to sell everything, but he's telling him to give it up in your heart. Know that it is not yours, but his. Know that you are a custodian of what has been given to you. Know that you are a custodian of what has been given. The other one that came to him and, 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 and the, the, what Jesus was talking about, that the man said, Ah, I've built a barn. I've acquired this so my soul. Now sit down and enjoy everything for years to come says thou fool you realize your life will be taken from you tonight then we will now see whose the things you have amassed will be for God was not angry with him because he had much no but the fact that he did not recognize that he was blessed to be a blessing he did not recognize that the grace that was upon him was not just for him but for others So if you come into much, understand that God expects you to overflow to others. That's the abundant life. So when we say all things are ready and God has prepared everything ready and he has known ahead of time the things, the challenges, he has known ahead of time and he has gone ahead of us to prepare the way and to make all things ready and to provide solutions. Also know that after you have come into that, strengthen your brothers. After you have come into that, 
be a blessing to others. So all things are ready. Wow. Stand to your feet. I don't want to extend my time. Have you been blessed this morning? Wow. I feel that I have ended that all things are ready series. I don't know. I just feel I feel that I feel I don't know. Just lift your hands to heaven and just bless him. I want you to go back home find time get on the website listen to those messages again and just expose yourself to the presence of God expose yourself to the glory of God let your heart be soaked and full let your heart be soaked and full i tell you you will get to a gosha you will hit a gosha you hit a point where you just know you just know you may not be able to tell the day, the time, the hour when the change will happen, but you just know that ah, no, 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 no. You see ahead, you see the future, you see what's in front, and you 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 stand and talk today like you're already there. It's because you have inside information, you already know, but you need to get to the point where you are full of it. You're full of it. Everything is there. You're full of it. Nothing disturbs you, nothing bothers you. You're full of it. The word comes out naturally. Lift your hands to heaven. Just talk to him for for a moment. Say, Lord, I know you've made all things ready for me. You've made all things ready for me. You've made all things ready for me. Every part of your life where you need God, to open your eyes to see the things that he has made ready for you just ask him right now to open your eyes to see your ears to hear the instructions the things that he wants you to do the things that he needs you to do some of those things may may not be directly related to to what you're thinking but as long as god is asking you to do it that's all that's all that's all you do it diligently you do it faithfully and you keep at it you keep at it you're not doing those things so that he will bless you in return no you are doing them because he asked you to do it already the blessing is ahead of you those things just bring you close to where he has put the things ready for you it just brings you close it just brings you close to them. It just brings you close to them. Just take a moment this morning and just open your heart and spread your heart. Lord, everything you're asking of me to do. We may never know. We may never know. Never know. If those guys did not obey the instruction of taking the water and putting it in the jar, they would never have known the miracle working power of God. They would never have known. So what God really wanted to show them was his miraculous working power. Imagine if they had just ignored that instruction and said, how can we be taking water to put in a jar when we need wine? But that instruction was necessary. So just take a moment. I, I, I just sense that God wants us to, God wants to rekindle instructions that he has given to, to people in the house this morning. 
instructions that he has given concerning the things that he wants to do because the he wants wine to show forth he wants abundance to show forth but those instructions may be unrelated it doesn't matter pick up strength today receive strength receive strength from him receive strength grace today to do it grace to walk in it grace to to follow through with it to follow through with it ask him for grace those instructions may not make sense in the natural but they make sense in the spirit and that's what's most important when you do it and do it diligently and consistently at the end of the day the wine will show up the results will show up the greatness will show up the greatness will show up so whatever instructions that God has given to you receive grace this morning receive grace this morning to walk in it receive grace to do it receive grace to do it he has made everything ready everything is ready everything is ready he has factored in everything the instructions bring us closer to the blessing it brings us closer to the things that he has made ready for us lift your hands everybody father i pray for your people this morning everyone under the sound of my voice oh god every instruction that you're putting in their heart for their next phase the next level to bring about an abundance such that there will be a blessing to their world to their generation i ask father strength comes upon you now in the name of jesus strength comes upon you to do it now in the name of jesus wisdom shows up for you now in the name of jesus I hear God say that someone you're being analytical about the thing I ask you to do you 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 sat down to analyze it you sat down to analyze it and and you were um um God gave you an instruction and and you were analyzing it if I do this and do that uh, if I do it now this won't work if I do this and you were analyzing and in the midst of that analysis you lost the potency of that word when when you lost the potency of that word it went away and then you abandoned that thing for a while i hear god say he will give you fresh instructions you will see the light again of that thing is asking you you will see the joy you will see the joy but this time around when it comes run with it forget about the analysis forget about the pros and cons forget about all those uh risk assessment and stuff like that but say just say lord i trust you and i go for it i trust you and i go for it lift your hands everybody i trust you and i go for it just say i trust you and i go for it so father i pray that grace comes upon everyone here this morning grace to step into the things that you have planned for them to step into in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus i release your grace in the house this morning father upon everyone here everyone here we will not miss out on the things that you have planned and prepared ahead for us because of the things we are failed to do now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus no one under the sound of my voice lord will miss out on the future on tomorrow because of a failing failure to do what you're asking us to do now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus as someone here god said to me that the 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 the, the strong thing on your mind is fear you fear 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 i said you're you're so much afraid of the future 
You're so much afraid of the future. You're so much afraid of the future. In the name of Jesus, I cast you out spirit of fear. Be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak the peace of God over your mind and your heart. Everything the breeds fear, I hear God say that the fear that comes is because of the reports you're hearing, the things that you're giving your ears to to hear from the people around you and the stories. He says from this moment I want you to dissociate yourself from those things and hear only the promises that I have for you and hear only the promises I have for you. That's what I hear the spirit of God say, hear only the promises I have for you. Only the promises I have for you. So Father, I decree right now everything that breeds fear be gone now in the name of Jesus. Every association around you that does not encourage the word of God to have root in your life. Right now, I command them to be dissociated from you in Jesus' name. The word of God takes root in your life from today in the name of Jesus Christ. I hear God say that, that uh, someone, um, the thing that has stopped God's word from having root is, 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 is a relationship gone wrong, a relationship that you're not supposed to engage yourself in, that has cost God, God's word from, from having root. So that thing keeps coming up to you as, 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 as a stumbling block, it, it coming up to you as, as, as a wall, as a wall blocking you, blocking you. It's not God blocking, but that thing keeps condemning you and saying that, uh, and, and using it against you. So because of that, you're not able to reach out to the things that God has made ready for you. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I command strength to come into you. In the name of Jesus, everywhere you need to break up of anything, I command strength to come upon you. In the name of Jesus, and I command those things to be broken from you now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father, I speak over your people. Life comes, life flows. They reach out for more of you, more of you, more of you. In this season, 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 more of you. More of you, more of you. I just see God saying more, 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 more of you. More, more, more comes to you. In the name of Jesus. It comes to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lift your hands to heaven and just bless him. And just bless him and give him praise. Put your hands together for the Lord. You can do better than that. You can do better than that. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.